Celebrate and save at Ashley's anniversary sale. With Hot Buys, your choice of color starting at just $3.99. Ashley Sleep mattresses starting at $2.50. Plus, receive a free adjustable base with select mattress purchases. And shop top mattress brands like Stearns & Foster, Tempur-Pedic, Purple, and Beautyrest Black with 60-month special financing only at Ashley. Subject to credit approval. No minimum purchase required. Minimum monthly payment, down payment, tax, and delivery may be required. See store for details. How powerful is Cox Internet? Powerful enough to let your band members in Vegas, Phoenix, and Rhode Island jam like you're all in the same garage. Get Cox Internet powered by fiber with America's fastest download speeds. It's Internet built for tomorrow, today. Cox, always building better. Cox Internet is connected to the premises via coaxial connection. Speeds vary and are not guaranteed. Cox terms and other restrictions may apply. Analysis by Ookla speed test intelligence data. Fixed median download speeds. USQ3 2023. And a good Saturday morning uh, to everyone, and especially those of you who have been out since uh, dark last night participating in a frog-catching rodeo. It's been going on since last night, and the weigh-in is scheduled to take place in just a few hours. And We'll have a live update from the headquarters at Delta Marina in Plaquemines Parish. Also get a fishing report from there as well, as long as all along the Gulf Coast. And we've got a red snapper quota update, and yes, there is some time to get out and Pull a few of those red snapper out from underneath the rigs before we reach the quota. Got some good news for Alabama red snapper fishermen. They will be expanding the nearshore and offshore reef fishing zones. That story's coming up. Another story uh, not so happy to tell you. Bad news for duck hunters. Already troublesome conditions. Looks like they're going to be worsened by a spring and summer drought on the breeding grounds. We'll tell you what the biologists are predicting, and it is not good. We'll also tell you what's on the menu for this week's Bayou Wild TV episode, soft-shell crawfish. Uh, you must be wrong. You, Don, you mean uh, soft-shell crab, right? No, I'm talking soft-shell crawfish. We're going to tell you everything you need to know about them, how to cook them. Uh, we made an absolute awesome trip also with our Bayou Wild crew uh, earlier this week with young man named Tanner Kelm, a Wisconsin man who was afflicted by a rare and, and deadly form of bone cancer. He was the recipient of a hunt of a lifetime, and his choice was a Mississippi Gulf Coast tarpon trip, and we went along with the winner of the Grand Isle Tarpon Rodeo, Captain Jeremy McHugh of Stillwater Charters, and it turned out to truly be a trip of a lifetime. If you need a little uplifting today, you'll get some here this morning. And what would an outdoor show be without a juicy bad boy of the outdoor story this week? We go international to find a glass eel king who has been dethroned by undercover agents. Also, an outdoor calendar of upcoming events, the Coastal Marine forecast from the National Weather Service, and last but not least, your text messages with your reports, your comments, your questions, and your answer to a question, have you ever heard of or tried soft-shell crawfish? If you have, what's your favorite way to cook them? Text me, 504 504- Two six zero one eight seventy. That's five zero four two six seventy two six zero one eight seventy. Comes directly in here to the studio. Taking a look at that weather forecast. If you're headed out, kind of the same thing we've had most of the week. Uh, east winds five to ten. Smooth conditions on the interior. Offshore, those 10 to 15 knot winds will kick up some 2 to 4 foot seas, but it's doable for sure. About a 40% rain looking at the radar right now. Uh, The only thing I see in terms of rain right now is offshore, off the coast, probably the closest 
maybe with 10 or 15 miles within the coast, uh, some storms off the mouth of the Mississippi River and a few to the uh, west of, of Grand Isle are headed out that way, and then some uh, approaching, uh, well, it's not even close yet, to the Chandelier Islands, and they're pretty small. Uh, some of them have some very small, intense uh, rain inside of them, but outside of that, doesn't look bad at all for a summer day. Average tide range, uh, 0.7, which is pretty good, but not the best. Mississippi rivers dropping like crazy, 3.9, and uh, holding steady but expected to fall even a little bit more. So we got the stage all set. We got fishing reports coming in from marina operators, professional charter guides, and the people who are in the know every week, and we keep you up to date on where to go and what to catch them on. Also got that news on the the duck season. Boy, that's going to be tough to swallow, but you know what? You go anyway. You give what Mother Nature, you take what Mother Nature gives. We'll get that right. All right, we come back right after this quick break. We're going to take you down to the site of last weekend's Archbishop Rummel's 25th Annual Alumni Fishing Rodeo. Uh, I, along with Sandy Darez, were the Waymasters down there. Saw Robbie Campo. Some pretty decent fish caught in. Trout fishing was a little tough, but maybe that's changed. Robbie's got the lowdown on the fishing in the St. Bernard Parish area, and he's back with a report. After this time out. Well, right after this show last week, I headed out of here from St. Hubert's Cathedral, made a trip down to Campos Marina in Shell Beach to perform my waymaster duties with the Archbishop Rummel Fishing Rodeo. It was a smooth event. Things seemed to go real well. Everybody had a good time, even though the speckled trout were kind of had a little case of lockjaw. Took some uh, small speckled trout to, to win it, but I'll tell you what, the redfish were biting, the sheephead had some nice black drum, and surprisingly a good couple of flounders on the board, too. Let's talk to Robbie Campo and see what the fishing's been this week. Hey, Robbie, what's going on down at the beach this morning? Uh, good morning, Don. Uh, well, we got a we got a north wind, but I don't know if it's from a squall or probably out there or whatever. I don't see any lightning, but we got a little north wind this morning about, oh, maybe five, six, seven miles an hour, I guess. But I tell you, uh, Don, earlier in the week, man, it was it was, it was was on fire, man. Trout were biting out on the outside there and, um, you know, around Central and uh, around the islands. Uh, but the latter part of the week, at, like yesterday, you know, we had two-tenths of tide yesterday. Uh, you know, it, squalls popped up everywhere out there. Uh, it was just a really, really tough day for fishing yesterday. Um, you know, not uh, I've seen you know charter captains come in yesterday with six to eight fish. Uh, it was uh, you know some of them went over to the long rocks and caught sheephead. They really don't even really need tide to catch sheephead. They just bite anything. So um, you know they went fish sheephead to just to you know have something tugging on the line. Um, you know today. I think we got four tenths, possibly maybe four tenths of tide today. So it's it's going to be. A, I think it's going to be another tough day for fishing. Um, but uh, you know, Don, look, but it's been hot, man. People need to stay hydrated. Um, you know, I had two people this week sick. You know, coming in on the boats uh, from uh, our charter guide had you know cut the trip short. Uh, people got sick out there. Um, you know, beer is good, but <laughs> I like it more than everybody else. But uh, you know, it's not it, it's not the thirst quencher when you're out there. You know what I mean? It's, uh, no, it's need, not. Need no. Power. no, you need to have some power aids or something. But I tell you, uh, the fishing. You know, it seems like the redfish are starting to bite a little bit better. Um, Captain Charlie Thomason put some really good reports up this. Uh, you know, this this past couple of days. 
uh, him and his captains did a real good job of getting them getting them uh, customers on those uh, redfish. So, um, you know, it's it's starting to get a little bit better for that because uh, you know redfish was a little tight there last week. Um, uh, you know, they did catch some big ones on you know to put on the board for the uh, rodeo, but for the most part, going out and fishing redfish like you know they these guys do, it was kind of tough. But um, I, I tell you, Don, you know, early in the week it was just a phenomenal bite. Um, we start to see a lot of white trout showing up around here, <clears throat> around the Shell Beach area, uh, up by the Buffs Ditch, over by the dam, um, Duluth Canal. Uh, you know, a lot of white trout start to show up. So if you want to, you know, stay inside and not go make that long run and go catch some white trout, just remember, no limit, no size limit. So you could, you know, if he's 10 inches and you know that's the best one to eat, he could go in a box. So, you know, keep that in mind. Um uh, Sheephead's been biting good along the Long Rock still. If somebody wants to go out there and do that, you know. Uh, uh, but I think most of your speckled trout bites today is probably going to be like yesterday. It's going to be tough. But, you know, nevertheless, why stay home? <clears throat> come on down, hook the left at the bridge, and come on down and see us. We've got plenty of live shrimp on hand. Uh, I think we're going to make it. We'll make everybody today. Um, so hook the left. Come see us. Robbie, any of you guys uh, make trip out to those those rigs looking for a few snapper or maybe the wade fishermen out of the islands? Have you got any of those reports this week? It did really, really well, uh, Don, um, out out there. You know, cut boogies on um, where O one sixteen was. Uh, it did very, very well with snapper. This, this you know, uh, yesterday. So uh, yesterday, you know, you could fish them on Friday, Saturday, Sunday. So it did really, really good out there yesterday. Um, but early in the week, we had some guys go with live croakers, and they went out there and they caught they caught a bunch of mangroves. Um, just just tore them up, man. It was it was it was good all the way around. They chummed them with poke, but cut pogies, got them to the top, and you know a light tackle, you know uh, like a trout pole, I guess, a redfish pole, and they caught the man. They they smoked those mangroves out there. It was you know, Cat Mark Munson did it, man. Man, he's a that boy there, he's a good captain, man. That boy goes out there, he knows what he's doing. He he put it on him. So, you know, with that said, yeah, he did really well with the um, with the snapper, Don. That's excellent. Yeah, I'll tell you, Mark is a top-notch fisherman down there. You got a real good stable full of good guides down there. If people want to book a trip with a guide, I'm sure you can hook them up if they're not familiar. I know I get a lot of people ask me about them too. Well, Robbie, uh, tell people, uh, tell them where to get to you, how to get down there to you. You know, there's only one road leads to Shell Beach, so tell them where it is. Well, when you cross that when you cross that drawbridge, hook the left and come on down to the end. Uh, you know. Come on in at the end down here. We're waiting on you. We'll get you in the water. We're going to get you parked. We're going to get you live bait. We're going to get you going, tell you where you sh- where you want to go, where you should go, and what you- what we think you should do and make it happen. Well, I'm going to leave it with you on a positive note, Robbie. you got a whole year now to go before you got to deal with RJ again. How about that? Yep, you're right. That's it. That's a positive note. <laughs> it is. I'm Absolutely. sure he'll be down there. He'll be down there between now and then. Thanks for the report, Robbie. Really appreciate it. Y'all be safe down there and stay cool. Stay hydrated, people. Talk to you later. All right, Robbie Campo, Campos Marina, Shell Beach. Yeah, I got another report of a fisherman actually passing out on the boat. I mean, just, boom, hitting the deck. You got to bring that water, those uh, those nutrient drinks, you know, the, the Powerades, the Gatorades, 
all those kind of things to keep you going. Uh, stay hydrated, people. That's the, the most important thing. And floppy hat, sunglasses, sunscreen, that's the drill. Easy enough to bring in. All right, we come back after this. We're headed to uh, talk to uh, Captain. Let's see. Who we, I'll tell you what. I'm going to check your text messages. We're going to talk to Captain Kirk a little bit later on. Also got Mitch Jurisich coming up with a report, too. But your text messages are next. And also going to tell you some bad news for duck hunters. Don't want to hear it, but it's there. It's the truth. And we're back with it right after this talking about catching red snapper with uh, Robbie Campo and just want to update you on the latest as far as the landings you know we have a quota set for the state of Louisiana each state has its own quota 832,493 pounds is what we have been allocated for 2021 and through the first of this month so this is about two weeks ago uh, we had 529,909 so that's about 63 percent of the annual quota, so there's still some time to get out there. And, of course, when they get the actual figures in, they, they will. when it looks like they project we'll reach it, they'll shut it down. And then after the other stats come in, if there's any overage, they'll add that to next year or possibly extend the season into the fall. All right, that's the story on Red Snapper. Let's talk about ducks. And it's not good. Uh, the, there's been some really poor production uh, on the Canadian prairies and up across the Dakotas, the breeding range. Uh, mallards had really poor production. Blue wing teal, uh, they have been doing very well in the last few years, uh, so I don't think they will be that badly affected. Uh, Green wing teal nests further up into Canada in the boreal forest, where uh, there's probably a little bit better conditions up there, so the green wing teal will not be affected as badly. Uh, gray ducks, which is really important to Louisiana and down here in Mississippi and Texas. Uh, they have been on the increase, and hopefully that will maintain itself. But pintails is really bad news. That were in their prairie Saskatchewan nesting grounds, the conditions were very poor. Uh, widgeon uh, also have been hit pretty hard. They did not fare well. Uh, the diving ducks, canvasbacks, is probably going to be down due to poor nesting conditions where they nest in Manitoba and in the Dakotas. Uh, redhead ducks, uh, although they've been increasing over the last few years, Looks like there's going to be a reversal of that. Again, the the, uh, the ones that nested up in Canada did okay, but the ones on the prairie had some very dry conditions. Uh, scop uh, production is probably going to be similar to what we've had in the last few years. Now, the one little bright spot might be those ringnecks, and over the last few years we've seen those showing up quite a bit more. And they also breed in the, the, the boreal forest, which is not as dry as in, in conditions as what they had on the Canadian prairie. So anyway, if you want to learn more about ducks and, and what happens here in Louisiana with it, Ducks Unlimited is sponsoring a night of conservation on Thursday, August 26th in Covington. It's at what they call the Firehouse Event Center. Free admission. Mike Carlos is going to tell, uh, give a program about the status of ducks and uh, some of the things they're doing here in Louisiana. And I'm sure a lot of you would like to have your opinion heard on what you think is the problem, why the duck hunting in Louisiana and other southern states has been off for so many years, despite the fact that we keep seeing a contradiction. Uh, the past three, uh, the three of the past five uh, status reports from U.S. Fish and Wildlife say that we've got record breeding duck populations. Not so this year, but in the past years they have. But down south, it keeps getting poorer and poorer each year, and very disappointing. So, I suggest maybe you go to that meeting and have your opinion heard and hear what they have to say, 
and maybe we can get that turned around. All right, uh, looking at our text message board, I see one here that says, anytime I see soft-shell crawfish on a menu, that's what I get. Tell us a restaurant that has them on their menu. Well, uh, we have an answer for that. And uh, Frankie Frankie D., the king of the tick is up this morning. He's talking about clean water in the tick He's been catching some nice white perch. All right, Frankie, let's go. It's time. I want to go with you. He's the king of the tick Anyway, he mentions Trey Yuen having Tong Cho soft-shell crawfish for years. And I'm very familiar with that. Trey Yen is Tommy Wong's restaurant. It's located in Mandeville, right up close to the lakefront. And they have had soft-shell crab. They have a special sauce. Their signature sauce is called Tong Cho. And they actually sell it uh, in, in containers if you want to get some of that sauce because it's good on anything. And uh, they have got delicious soft-shell crawfish. I don't know where he gets his, but uh, whenever I'm there, I, I usually try to get that. So that might answer your question. Other than that, I don't know of any other restaurants in I don't know why, but if you check out this week's Bayou Wild TV episode, you'll learn everything and maybe more than you wanted to know about how soft-shell crawfish are are managed and where you can get them. Uh, Here's Ed Miller. He's checking in one of our Alabama listeners. He's got egg, sausage, cheese, biscuits, and a cup of black coffee. Talk about a breakfast of champions. All right, here's one that, uh, oh, yeah, David Hubble, Hubble's Hearth. He can make you hungry at any time of the morning. He says he hasn't tried the fried soft-shell crawfish yet, but he bets they would be good as part of a Bloody Mary or maybe a spinach salad with a sensation dressing or pepper jelly vinaigrette. Whew, oh, heck, just make a po' boy with them. Yeah, you can put anything on it, French bread. And then we have, uh, let's see, the River Rat. He's taking the big rig to Panama City. Be careful headed that way this morning. All right, we come back after this. We'll get to some more of your text messages. Uh, Have you ever eaten soft-shell crawfish? Does anybody go out and harvest them? Is that even possible? Or do you have to get them from a seafood retailer? And what way do you cook them? Text me, 504-260-1870. Also got some other notes to tell you about some events that are coming up in and around your local area. Back with that, you're listening to The Outdoors with Don Dubuque, Radio Network. The uh, episode we're running on Bayou Wild TV this week deals with soft-shell crawfish, the history behind them, how they are managed, how they are raised in, in shedding tanks, how they're processed, and uh, you'll learn a lot of things I'm sure you didn't know if you catch it. Uh, th- th- did you know that crawfish actually have a pearl in them? Like an oyster. I didn't realize that until I went out there the other day and uh, up to Ethel and watched it go on at LTE. That's where they do it. Anyway, check it out. It's Bayou Wild TV. Look on our website. You'll find a, a station, a network, a YouTube listing where you can watch the program each and every week. Uh, it's a 30-minute show. Uh, I host it along with uh, Martha Spencer when she's not out fishing, which she's doing today offshore on the Southern Catch Outfitters Charter Boat. And uh, Chris LeCock is our editor-producer, and uh, I tell you, he's, he's done wonders with that show. It's won six, I think five or six Telly Awards, Communicator of the Year Awards, and Louisiana Outdoor Writer Association Excellence in Craft. So check it out and let us know what you think about it. Let us know what you're thinking this morning. Text us at 504-260-1870. You can text instantly into the studio. want to know, have you ever heard of or tried Soft-shell crawfish, where do you get them? Do you know a restaurant? We've got some of our listeners looking for places near them where they can find them. i got Justin. we got two Justins texting in this morning. Justin, the duck hunter, with the Bayou Region Shooters. Uh, they're getting ready to teach another concealed carry class. Justin, why don't you send us a, a little list on where those uh, classes are held, and we can put that out. Unless you've 
fill you probably fill them up as fast as you offer them. You know, I know you can only take so many, but let us know where those are because we get a lot of people interested in doing that. Uh, the other Justin, he manages what we call the Gentilly Refuge, Wildlife Refuge. He watches the refuge and uh, tells us what's going on. Uh, he's got hyperactivity going on this morning. Got birds that were singing all night, uh, butterflies everywhere, and he took down, removed a wasp nest the size of a baseball. Ooh, you got to be careful doing that. You got to get some of that long distance spray and uh, douse them down with that, and then get rid of it. Sorry, wasp, but uh, you know if it's between me and, and red wasp, wasp got to go. All right, right after this pause, going to run down some outdoor activities and events that are coming up. You might want to get in on. We'll do that right after we let our local stations tell you who they are and where they are along the outdoors with Don Dubuque Radio Network. All right, I have information on a bass tournament that will be taking place tomorrow. It's the Ascension Area's Angler Bass Club is putting on their uh, qualifying. This is uh, one of the uh, tournaments that you can uh, uh, earn expenses to participate in the Bass Nation Championship and eventually possibly the Bassmaster Classic. It's going to be tomorrow out of Dwaron's Landing, a very, very popular boat launch over there near the basin. Uh, all the canals and Bayou Tranquil and Adams Pits, those are the off-limits areas. They get started about Safe Light till 3 o'clock. Um, I don't see a registration deadline on here, but uh, I think, oh, okay, it says cash only if registering the morning of the tournament. So you can get in on it tomorrow, show up uh, at Safe Light at Dwaron's, and you can take part in that bass tournament. Uh, we also have another of the Coastal Conservation Association's annual banquets on tap. This is the Sugar CCA chapter. It will be at the Cade Community Center. That's on Smead Highway in St. Martinville. Uh, cocktails open up at 530, followed by dinner, auction, raffles, Door prizes at $75 per person. Uh, that does include a one-year membership to CCA. And don't forget to get that star ticket if you're going to be fishing between now and Labor Day, which is a fast approaching, but still time to get in there and cash in on some big prizes. If they don't give away that uh, that Michelob boat, they're gonna if somebody doesn't win it, they're going to draw for it at the uh, October banquet. So uh, that's a shot at a boat no matter what before you even catch a fish. Anyway, we've got them scheduled throughout the summer and uh, heading into the early fall, and we'll keep you up to date on when and where those are taking place. I also want to invite you to come uh, share happy hour with our Bayou Wild TV crew on Mondays at Southside Cafe in Slidell. We did our inaugural appearance this past Monday. Had a great time. Thanks for all of you who showed up out there. And we do have some gift cards and prizes when you come out and register to win. But the real treat, get to enjoy some of that great food at Southside Cafe. And also some liquid libations. We'll be out there next on uh, not this coming Monday, but the following Monday, August 23rd, 4 to 6 p.m. Myself, Captain Martha Spencer, Chris LeCock, our Bayou Wild TV crew, and you could end up on a Bayou Wild TV episode. One more thing I want to mention before we get to the break. Alabama Artificial Reef Program uh, got some money from the uh, Deepwater Horizon oil spill. Uh, the, the, it was called the Gulf Environmental Benefit Fund, and they were using those criminal fines. They're going to put them to good use. They're going to expand the artificial reefs. Uh, they're expanding the 6- to 9-mile reef zone. Uh, they had 30 square miles. They're expanding it by 23 square miles, which is considerable, and that's near Gulf Shores and Fort Morgan, and another 24-square-mile area offshore of Orange Beach that's only 8 to 15 miles offshore. So that's some very good news. For fishermen who like to catch the snapper, triggerfish, and all those other reef fish. 
and that's in conjunction with the Alabama Artificial Reef Program and the U.S. Army Corps of Engineers. So congratulations to Alabama putting that uh, money to very good use. All right, right after this, when we come back, we're going to head out west, Hackberry, Rod, and Gun. We're going to talk to Captain Kirk Stansel and find out what the fishing's like in the Big Lake, Calcasieu area. We're back with that right after this timeout. And it's time to talk to Captain Kirk. No, not that Captain Kirk. The Captain Kirk that uh, resides out at Hackberry Rod and Gun. And he joins us now. Captain Kirk Stanso with a report from uh, southwest Louisiana. Captain Kirk, I've been watching you guys' dock shot pictures this week. And you got a pretty good mix there. Speckled trout and reds. And uh, I'm telling you, some of those reds are really pushing it. you got some bulls going on over there. Oh, yeah. It's that time of year. There's a bunch of bulls. Uh... The trout fishing's been really good, except for the last couple of days. For some reason, trout bites been off, uh, but uh, it's been off the chart good. I mean, limits, you know, it, it's it's been real good, and a lot of a lot of trout, you know, decent size, a lot of sixteen to twenty inch fish, uh, and the the main pattern is fishing up and down along the ship channel, uh, fishing points and ledges, uh, and you know, mainly live bait. Uh, and the better fish are coming off finger mullet, uh, Carolina rigging and fishing the bottom of finger mullet. Are those mullet available at the bait shops, or do you have to bring your cast no, net? No, sir. Yep. Bring a cast net. Uh, you, you know, first thing in the morning, you know, we'll go out, you know, find a point or a drain or something, and then, you know, cast net. It usually doesn't take long to catch, you know, 100, 200 mullet. And, uh, What's your favorite way you know, to hook a mullet? I took him through the nose from the bottom up. Mm-hmm. I'm glad. I mean, I'm glad you asked that question. You know, a lot of people want to tail hook them. I have way better results with uh, nose hooking them. Mm-hmm. And, well, I, and yeah, I, I, think... I like I like a two or three out hook, a kale hook. Mm-hmm. And what size mullet do you find is best to put on there? You like the real oh, big you know, ones or the mediums? No, no, finger mullet. You know, uh, mm-hmm. you know, three, 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 four inches. You know, uh, you, you'll catch bigger fish on, let's say, a, a five or six inch mullet, but, you know, you, for numbers, you want those smaller ones. Yeah, and stay away from the sharks and other trash fish, too. Cause oh, you're, yeah, you're going to, there's been plenty of sharks, <laughs> you know, and then you're going to, yeah. been plenty of those. And then, uh, you know, right now we have a lot of ladyfish uh, and trash fish around, and that's why, you know, they just, you know, shrimp hits the water and they're going to hit it quick. Uh, and it's, we're having better results along the channel fishing the live shrimp on the bottom instead of with the popping cork. If somebody uh, just got a hankering to go get tie into one of those big old bull reds, where would you say is the best place, most likely place to find them? Oh, from, from Cameron South along the ship channel. The jetties, uh, a point where the tide hits a point, you know, they'll be out a little bit deeper, say in a 12, 15 foot of water. And, but you'll catch some of them up on the ledge. But uh, they're. Yeah, if you don't catch a bull, just get you a mullet, crack crab, you know, something like that, and go out there and fish the bottom. You know, I was off the Mississippi coast earlier this week, and we witnessed one of those bull redfish frenzies. I'm talking maybe, I don't know, 75 to 100 redfish, just water looking red, and the birds on top of them, you know, as they drive the yeah. bait up. Boy, what a sight to behold. And you you got to be careful. Keep your fingers and toes in the boat when you go by there. Anything you throw <laughs> you, at them, you're right. <laughs> Yeah, it, it's that time of year where they're going to be schooling up, getting ready for their spawn, and uh, you know they're feeding on the, the menhaden or the pogies that are coming in. And, and if you get a calm day, 
where they're doing that here as well. You know, just uh, you know, just get offshore a little bit and just cruise. You'll find them. Well, you get, you guys sure deserve a, a good season because you've been plagued with with so much fresh water coming in from the rivers, and then of course you had storm surges. How's the salinities down there this year? That's got to be one of the factors that's uh, contributing it, to y'all enjoying a good year. We're finally getting some salt water here in the last two weeks. It's been fresh water all year long. You know, we caught fish. You know, plenty of trout in it. Uh, which and you know, not many redfish. Now we're just starting to see redfish the last couple of weeks. It's been a tough year for redfish for us. Yeah, well, you're not the only ones. Everybody else is saying the same thing. But yes, in the last uh, week, a few days, it's really been picking up, and that's right. some good news. How about those little birds with the blue wings? Spot any of those? We had that little I kind of a teasing I haven't seen cool one yet, but I've got my <laughs> I've got my eyes peeled. They'll be showing up here soon. We'll be seeing them. It's that time of year. Yeah. You're going to yes, start some tri- trickling on down. But, uh, All right, yeah, we, Captain Kirk, like anything I'm else you want to add? No, any other news you want to break? <laughs> that, that, no, yeah. I don't have any news to break. Doggone it. If I did, I'd break it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, what else can you want? You got it all in paradise over there. Well, yeah, if somebody yeah, wants to get a hold of you guys and check on room availability and getting on the boat and fishing out there and maybe even looking ahead to the teal season, tell them how to get a hold of you. All right, Don, it's uh, toll-free. It's 888-762-3391, and the web address is Hackberry Rod and Gun. You spell out the word and, and you know, and they can look at that live cam, the live feed you were talking about in the, on the intro. Right. Well, I tell you, you're growing, you're getting to uh, have a fan club, man. You've been in demand. People want to know, where's Captain Kirk? Where's Captain? I said, we got him coming. Got him coming. <laughs> okay. <laughs> All right. Well, Y'all try to have we, fun we over there. Hard. Well, yes, that's, sir. that's the name of the game. That's a making memories Thank and having fun. Absolutely. Thanks for the report, Kirk. We'll see you next time. All right, Don. Good talking to you. All right. Captain Kirk Stansel of the Stansel Brothers. Hackberry, Rod and Gun, one of our favorite places to visit. Got a trip planned over there in the fall. We'll tell you more about that later. But right now we're going to take this quick break as we uh, – Kind of head for places where no man's gone before, but we're going to go where plenty of people have been. I'm talking about Grand Isle. Daryl Carpenter's next on the Outdoors with Don Dubuque Radio Network. And I'm looking at the uh, live color weather radar, and uh, Daryl Carpenter, I'm looking at, <laughs> looks like two twin storms, one on each side of Grand Isle, maybe a little bit west of you. Uh, are you underneath that stuff? See the first uh I mean, just while you had me on hold just now, the first bolt of lightning came out of it just now. It looked like over by Fushaw. But it, it's our typical summertime, morning thunderstorms. You know, sometimes you have to change where you're going. It, you know, you have to change plans for your first stop in the morning, or sometimes you just have to sit and wait an hour for them to, for them to kind of peter out or, or figure out where they're going to be, and then, you know, then we're on to fishing again, you know. You know, Daryl, they ought to call Grand Isle first town. You, you guys are first for everything. You're first to get the speckled trout turned on, but y'all first to get the storms in the morning. I'm telling you, it's incredible. But whenever storms start brewing early on Saturday mornings, the first place normally to get it is Grand Isle before the other places. Hopefully you'll be we, the first one to get them it, over God. with. We love it when they line up and down that Mississippi River because it keeps that sun off of us for a couple of hours in the morning. <laughs> Speaking of that, uh, you had some customers this week that uh, 
kind of weren't really well prepared enough for the uh, for the heat, huh? What's some good advice you can give people? Because these are those dog days of summer we talk about. Right, right. And, I mean, it, it's been hot. Now, fortunately, fortunately, the last couple of days we've had a little more cloud cover, a little more rain. So it, it's kept some – in fact, I've noticed the water temperature has dropped from out of the – from out of the low 90s into now the mid 80s, so we we've, we've had some some you know some cooler days. But if you got to get out there in this heat, I mean, just now this wasn't the situation in this case. He just hadn't had an incident. But you know, number one, hold off on the drinking the night before, uh, unless it's, unless it's water and Gatorade or Pedialyte, uh, and then you know just hydrate well and you know the most i guess the biggest thing because i could see this thing coming and and the guy the guy just kept denying it denied it denied it is be especially when you're on a charter boat man be honest with you be honest with you captain if you've got some kind of a medical issue that might affect it or or you know tell them how you feel nobody wants to cut that trip short but trust me this individual didn't want to start having those seizures he was having and have to leave my boat in ambulance either so you know, just kind of be honest with them and let them know. And, you know, us as captains probably just need to pay a little bit more attention to it and try to spot it a little bit early. But, you know, we were catching fish every cast. We had that peak in the middle of the week where it just seems like everybody had limits, limits, limits. And the fish were coming every cast. And nobody wants to, you know, nobody wants to be the guy who poo-poo's on that party, you know. Well, that's good news on the speckled trout down there. Now, redfish had been a little bit sluggish. Is that finally starting to pick up in your area? Oh, that's picking up big time, Don. Um, as typical for August, we're seeing some of them on the beach mixed in with the trout. So out on those coastal areas, we're seeing a lot of redfish mixed in with them, which we typically do in August. But some of my other captains who have been running further to the north, you know, on the, on the customer-requested redfish trip, they're now reporting that we have a whole, a whole fleet, a whole flock of redfish that are starting to move north to south. They're now coming down around the St. Mary's Point area and so forth. They're following that white shrimp crop down. So, you know, of course, typical Grand Isle, we're always last with the white shrimp. We don't have any white shrimp down here, but because they're all up in the marsh that we don't have anymore. But those shrimp are starting to move down to where they'll be here in the next week or two. And when you start finding those shrimp, when you hit those areas where you got those birds, when you hit those areas where you've got just shrimp busting all over the top of the water, that's where you need to start doing your red fishing because that big school of fish is following those shrimp down toward the marsh. Darrell, uh, I know you used to do a good bit of offshore fishing, um, and I had the pleasure of being on a really successful tarpon trip this week off the Mississippi Gulf Coast. How is the Louisiana tarpon fishermen doing? Have you talked to any of the guys, seen them around the marinas, or got any reports of uh, how many are out there rolling? This is a prime time of year for them. Well, Don, you know, the, the problem we have, I guess the problem that I have with giving you any kind of report like that is – Sand Dollar Marina was where they all, because they all ran from Grand Isle toward the mouth of the river in that flat, that west delta flat out there in the Gulf. And when Sand Dollar sold, and it's been under renovation all year, those tarpon guys haven't been there. I haven't seen them on the water. We were over there the other day. Uh, We were over in that west delta area the other day, and I didn't see any tarpon, but I also didn't see any tarpon boats. Now, it was a day it was questionable. We might not should have been there with the weather that was around us. Um, so I don't have a whole lot of good reports on that. Um, 
didn't see any roll. Uh, it was dead calm in between the thunderstorms. So, you know, had they been there, I should have been able to see them. But, you know, maybe now that maybe now that the new sand dollar is up and running and they're getting fully functional, you know, uh, maybe I'll start seeing a few of them show up. I'll be able to have some reports for you. But I just it's something that I've lost touch with since they kind of lost their base of operation for the year. I got you. What about mangrove snapper? Anybody been able to run out to some of the close-in rigs around there and catch some? Maybe actually, even red snapper like, mixed in. Right. Actually, just like just like the reports that, that I gave you on the trout, that we had a real surge come the middle of the week when our tides and everything got just right. Same thing happened with mangroves. I mean, just it seemed like the middle of the week this week, it, it just everything just exploded. And of course, there's still a whole lot of lemon fish being caught. I mean, I'm hearing. I'm hearing when there's one, one shows up, they're in the mood now that where five of them show up. Boy, that's that's great news, too. Those lemon fish are fine fish. All right, realscreamers.com. You can find him on my site, dontheoutdoorsguy.com. And if you want to call him on the phone and book a trip down the Grand Isle area, he can even help you find some accommodations. What's the phone number, Daryl? 225-937-6288. All right, be safe, enjoy your day, and we'll talk next week. And I'm looking at that storm. It's getting big. <laughs> Let it pass. All right, there we go. That's what you got to do. You got to play around the storms this time of year in the Gulf. All right, we're coming back with our... Why? Why? If you Why? have T-Mobile 5G home internet, you might be hearing this... Why? A lot. Why? Every time your internet slows down during the busiest hours. Why? Why? Because your network gives priority to cell phone users. Why? Why? Good question. Why not switch to Cox Internet with two times faster download speeds than T-Mobile 5G home internet during peak hours? Okay. okay. Stop the whys and visit cox.com slash 5G home for details. T-Mobile prioritizes certain T-Mobile phone users over home internet users during times of congestion. Old man winter here. If I had it my way, it would stay winter all year long. Short days, wind chill, black ice and a good polar vortex. (laughs) Heaven. Wait, is it getting warm in here? Your cold snap is over, old man winter. Spring has arrived. Spring. Spring is here, which means it's the perfect time to get away in the Hyundai you've always wanted. Visit the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event, where you can get great deals on all of our award-winning Hyundai models, like the tech-filled Tucson and Kona, as well as the spacious Palisade. Enjoy wherever you go with the peace of mind that comes with America's best warranty and three years or 36,000 miles of complimentary maintenance. But hurry in. These deals won't last. Add more joy to your journey at the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Now get 0% APR or up to 1500 bonus cash on the Hyundai Tucson. Now, during the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Offers end soon. Call 562-314-4603 for details. Celebrate and save at Ashley's Anniversary Sale. With Hot Buys, your choice of color starting at just $3.99. Ashley Sleep Mattresses starting at $2.50. Plus, receive a free adjustable base with select mattress purchases. And shop top mattress brands like Stearns & Foster, Tempur-Pedic, Purple, and Beautyrest Black with 60-month special financing only at Ashley. Subject to credit approval. No minimum purchase required. Minimum monthly payment, down payment, tax, and delivery may be required. See store for details number two right after this all right coming up this hour of course we got our bad boys of the outdoors feature an international uh, smuggler of eels we'll tell you that story about the eel king also live reports with brian lambert from cajun fishing adventures captain eric mohabarak is going to join us for the paddlers report 
We'll also talk to Captain Mike Gallo, get his Born on the Bayou report, and hopefully we'll make contact with Mitch Jurisic at Delta Marina, get a little recap on what went on at the 71st Annual Empire Tarpon Rodeo at his marina. Also got a frog rodeo going on right now as we speak. Uh, We'll talk more about that. But also I got some text messages coming in at 504 Two six zero one eight seventy. Some of our regular listeners with handles are checking in, like the Mad Trucker, uh, Dixie George. He's sitting at the porch on Dixie Ranch. He says, "Close your eyes and you see how beautiful this world can be." You want to thank God for it. Can't get much better. Yeah, I was watching the sunrise at Dixie Ranch Hunting Club. Uh, not a bad way to spend your Saturday morning. Uh, here's one. Uh, we're talking about the soft shell crawfish. Uh, that's the uh, topic of Bayou Wild's episode this week on Bayou Wild TV. And uh, we're asking you, have you ever tried them? Do you have a recipe? Uh, here's some one from, uh, uh, this was from uh, Big Mike at Bayou Liberty. He said Pearl River was down. He picked up three dozen soft-shell crawfish on Oilwell Road. They were delicious. I was told by Alvin Frierson the pearl is a calcium deposit. Uh, he was a real, I think you meant to say a real turkey hunter. <laughs> he said he was a real turkey, and he used to run the swamp. Um, yeah, you're exactly right. Uh, on a soft-shell crawfish, uh, the calcium that is used to harden the shell, when it's in the soft stage, is actually located up near the head. And it's a little white pearl, and it's made of calcium, and then it actually dissipates and hardens the body. But you have to remove that or it'd be like a BB in a duck breast. It might break a tooth on it. So if you got a soft shell crawfish, and I guess you got to, if you're going to harvest them, you got to come along just at the right moment because they don't stay soft for long, and you got to find them. They, you'll see this on the episode. They turn sideways, and then just kind of start kicking, and they actually peel their way out of their old shell, and then they're soft and leathery until they harden again. And when they come out. They're bigger. That's how they grow. They grow, outgrow their shell and make a new one. Uh, here's how uh, David's back with us, Hubble. He says he was reading a 30-year-old article on soft-shell crawfish that stated at one time there were 200 soft-shell crawfish producers in Louisiana, Texas, and Florida. Any idea how many producers are around today? Just curious. I only know of one, and that was at uh, LTE up in Ethel, Louisiana, the one that we featured. I don't know of anywhere else. There, there were a couple that I did run into, but it seems like it's a very hard, labor-intensive business, and uh, the supply, you don't see them on restaurant menus. I guess the supply is not there, but I promise you the demand is. All right, here's a message coming in from Nan and Weave. They're fishing flounder in Mississippi. It's been a slow night. Well, hope that changes for you, Weave, and uh, thank you and Amy for coming to our little appearance over at Southside Cafe in Slidell this past Monday. Really enjoyed seeing you in a very special thank you for that excellent wood carving job you did on that woodcock. That is uh, now uh, hanging right here in St. Hubert's Cathedral. And thank you again so much for it. And good luck on the flounder trip. All right, we come back after this. Let's get to talk to Captain Mike Gallo. He's angling adventures of Louisiana. He's been working over the redfish in the Biloxi Marsh and other things. We'll get to those things in three minutes right after this quick timeout. Well, you're listening to The Outdoors with Don Dubuque, Radio Network. And that is the tune you, the audience, voted the most appropriate for this guy, Captain Mike Gallo. We call him the forensic fisherman sometimes. Captain Mike, how you been doing, my friend? I think you've been working over redfish in the Biloxi Marsh, but that's what the, the little birds tell me anyway. Is that true? 
Yeah, Don, I find the red fishing to be more consistent in August than the trout fishing. So over the years, my clientele have sort of, you know, go with the sure thing, and that's red fishing in the Biloxi Marsh. And what's the method y'all use this week? What baits were you throwing, and what part of the ponds or area were you fishing? Well, our strategy is to fish ponds early in the morning, and then as the sun comes up and heats the water up, we move into some of the deeper bayous. And you have to realize that deep can be three feet when you're thinking about, you know, compared to a, a pond that's maybe one foot deep. But anyway, as that water warms up, we seem to be better, seem to be more productive in fishing the bayous where there's some current going past points and things like that. And we fished a variety of ways uh, this week. The uh, A lot of matrix shad, either under a popping cork or on a number four spinner. We also were using the uh, matrix craw rigged weedless, sort of like a bass fisherman rigs a, a worm. Um, that was the main ways that we did it early in the week. Uh, later in the week, as the tide started to drop off a little bit, it seemed that the reliable shrimp under a cork was as productive as the plastics. Uh, we had some children come in, and we set them up with the shrimp under a cork. And if the kid catches three and his dad catches one, before you know it, dad's fishing shrimp <laughs> under a cork also. <laughs> yes, it doesn't take long to turn them around. Mike, uh, your job as a charter captain is to put your clients on fish and help them and demonstrate for them to catch fish and by any means possible, depending on the bait. But if Mike Gallo just went out there and he was all alone and he wanted to fish with his favorite bait for redfish, what would it be? Ooh, that would depend. Uh, I, I like the worm. I like the Texas rigged worm or matrix craw um, for a variety of reasons. I can I can rig it with a fairly heavy bullet sinker. A lot of times I'm using three-eighths or even half an ounce, and that's simply so that I can cast it a long distance. And you're only in 12 to 14 inches of water, so I don't think rate of fall is very important. Um, but I can cast it a good distance. It's weedless. I can throw it in the grass. I can throw it up on shore and drag it slowly down into the water. So it's pretty versatile. That would probably be my favorite. Yeah, uh, I kind of thought you were going there. You know, I don't know if my memory serves me correctly. I mean, I've fished with you so many times in, in that marsh and other places. Have you ever? Are you starting to catch bass that far out, or is that pretty much limited to the Biloxi Marsh areas that are closer to the Mr. Go and the Chef area where it's a lot more fresh water there? No, um, I have been catching some bass in the Biloxi Marsh. Now, when I think of the Biloxi Marsh, I sort of think of it as in three sections. So if you go in Bayou Biloxi, you don't go in too very far, and you can hang a hard right, and that's the southwest branch of the Biloxi Marsh. And to me, that's the southern section of the whole marsh. In that right. section, I'm catching bass. From that section east towards Bay Maroon, I call that the middle ground, and then I have the eastern edge. But I'm catching bass in that southern portion, anywhere south of Bayou Biloxi and the southwest branch. Um, had a trip last week with some guys that come in for four days, 
and uh, we caught seven bass during the four days that we were really concentrating on redfish, but they did catch four bass and a single flounder um, during the time that they were redfishing. So the southern and the middle uh, are probably the two primaries where you'll catch more flounder, but maybe an occasional one out on that, that western end or northern, eastern end or northern end, whatever you want to call right. it. Right. I just think there's I just think there's saltier water on that eastern end. We've been having incoming right. tides in the morning, so that would probably push those bass, you know, towards where there's fresher water, stuff that they're more used to. Mm-hmm. Uh, Michael and I was out on the Mississippi coast fishing this week. Uh, the two guys I was we got to talking about triple tail, and they said that they they do pretty well on them. And one thing I noticed there was not a single crab trap float in that whole area that we covered. So I asked him. I said, "Well, how do you locate them? Do you just look for them free swimming?" He says, "No, they they go to the poles and the pylons. And even though you don't see them on top like you would underneath a crab float, if you drop a bait straight down there and jig it, that's where you'll find them. Sometimes they're down low in the water on those poles. Have you seen any triple tail this year? I've yet to see a triple tail. We had um, for us in our, in Louisiana in our area, shrimp season opened on Monday." So the crabbers generally pull all of their traps out of Lake Bourne in preparation for there being quite a number of shrimp boats. So there wasn't as many crab floats to look at, but I have found them along the uh, poles. We used to fish them along the can buoys and the poles marking the intercoastal waterway in Lake Bourne heading east towards Mississippi in the channel um, you know, the extension of the intercoastal waterway, which is in Lake Bourne. You know, Mike, I'm hearing this, uh, I guess it's a theory at this point from more and more people, that as more and more freshwater diversions, we've had a lot of heavy rain, we've had a lot of spillway openings over the past five years, that that speckled trout population is starting to move to the east. They're catching a lot better trout in Mississippi coastal waters as well as Alabama, fish that they had never seen before. Now, they don't get the numbers still like we have, but there's some big fish there. What is your thoughts on that? Are we seeing a, a trout migration to the east? I've heard that same theory. I just think we have the habitat, and when our salinity returns, you've got to realize we've had spillway openings four of the last five years. Now, we didn't have one this year. And we did have some pretty good trout fishing early in the spring. There's plenty of 10, 11, 11 and a half inch trout in the area right now. So by the fall, all of those fish will probably be legal size. So I think we'll have a very good fall fishing. And if, if, the, if the tables were turned where four out of five years we don't have a spillway opening, I think our trout fishing would be right back to where it was um, prior to having as many spillway openings as we had. No doubt. The basin is a, it's a dynamic area, and it's constantly changing, and uh, the, the, the species within it are doing the same thing. Well, Mike, thanks so much for the chat this morning. Uh, good luck to you guys fishing today, and if you would, give people the contact info to find you. I know we got you on my website. Beautiful picture, but we probably got to update it, and maybe I'll get to do that soon. But until then, tell them how to find you on your site and, and the phone number. If it's a beautiful picture, you sure it's not my wife? Can't be me. <laughs> uh, it is you. It is you. It must be an old picture. Anyway, not unless not unless Jacqueline's lost a lot of hair lately.
Oh, let's not go there. Anyway, <laughs> you can find me. You can find me on aaofla.com or on Facebook under Angling Adventures. You can reach us by telephone at 985-781-7811, and we'll be glad to help anybody that you know, calls or emails. Gotcha. You know, I was reviewing some uh, video uh, yesterday, and I ran across some video that I shot with uh, you and Jacqueline quail hunting up there in Poplarville. we got to do that again. That was a very fun day. She likes to do that. She's actually going shooting today. So, oh, really? Uh, yeah, we might do that. It's just right. some cooler weather. We'll be happy. That's to do what that. we need. That's what we need. All right, try to stay cool, and uh, we'll catch up with you next week. Thanks again for the report, as always. All righty, Don. We'll talk to you then. And there he goes, Captain Mike Gallo. Coming up next, if you like to paddle for your fish, well, we got a guy that does it on a regular basis. His name is Captain Eric Mohabarak, and kayaks is his game. We're back with his report after this timeout. All right, you like to go stroking for your fish, or actually, they got pedal models now. You can pedal for your fish. We got a special report for you. It's with the Bayou Coast Kayak Fishing Club and a presentation of Massey's Outfitters. You're going to find them in Mid City of New Orleans, Baton Rouge, and also in Covington. And Captain Eric Mohabarak hangs out there pretty frequently. He's with the Louisiana Kayak Company. Uh, Eric, what's going on over at Massey these days? You've been over there lately? Oh man, they uh they getting all kinds of stuff in for sure. I was there this week actually. I swung by Tuesday. Um, they uh they got a new shipment of the Garmin fish finders in there. Um, and then they, and if they don't have the one you want, they of course they can order any model you want. Uh, they also got a big shipment of the Mar- Marin bikes, uh, all styles from mountain bikes to cruisers to English racers, uh, or racers I should say, road bikes. Uh, and they then they still got some Hobies left. Uh, they're expecting a shipment of those guys coming in. They're also expecting another shipment of natives. Um, uh, Jackson's got some boats in there right now. And also, uh, oh, what's the other one? I can't remember. <laughs> but uh, anyway, they got a pile of stuff going on over there, Don. So um, they are also looking for employees. So if somebody's going to college at Tulane or Loyola needs a part-time job or wants a full-time job, uh, check them out, and they're hiring actually at all locations too. Yeah, that's a great job to have. You get to talk fishing all day long as well as uh, move merchandise. Uh, check them out, Massey's. All right, I gave you an assignment yeah. last time we talked about the Point of Shen boat launch, special kayak launch going on. What would you find out? Yeah, well, uh, I talked to Chris Macaluso, and he sent me some information on what he, what he had, and uh, there wasn't much on it. Uh, I do know that they're opening up five uh, public pier locations from what I read, and they're going to open up one boat launch. Uh, I believe it's going to have uh, a 30-foot wide uh, back down ramp with a kayak launch. Uh, it's going to be right off the highway there going down towards Point of Shen uh, in the management area. And that's kind of about all I've really found out about it, and, and I don't know much more about it. So that, that's kind of all i got, you know. Well, it's good news that it's underway, and it's going to be absolutely free to the public. A great spot. I know the kayakers love that place. It puts you into some prime area very quickly. Now, you and uh, the King Brody, and for people who don't know King Brody, that is your darling son, you guys went crabbing. What happened when you all went out crabbing? Man, we woke up early early in the morning, drove down to the island, and we we put out the nets. Uh, we put out eight nets, actually. I didn't even put out the whole whole dozen. And uh, we ended up catching 
50 crabs. Uh, it's real simple to do, Don. I, I highly recommend it for, for the people who, who don't have access to the water kayak boat or, or whatever uh, to get out there. Um, it's something that the whole family can do. Uh, single, single parents can actually do it also. It, it's very easy. You don't need fancy nets. Uh, to do it, you can just uh, take two poles and a string and tie some strings off with some turkey necks or uh, chicken wings or whatever and uh, scoop them with a net. Uh, but we, we had a blast on from, uh, so we, we say to finish the nets at 6.30 in the water. We picked them up at 10.30 and left off the island. And uh, we had 50 crabs. It was outstanding. The king ruled the nets, of course, and uh, came home and cooked them up and had a blast, man. And I highly recommend that. This is a great time of year to do that. It's something the kids can do easy. It's easy on the parents. You know, and get an early start and beat that heat out there and stay uh, hydrated. Yeah, that's a lot of fun. And uh, I'll tell you what, 50 crabs, that's over four dozen crabs. If you went to buy them, you need to get a loan to, to pay for them, There's the price <laughs> of crabs. So you all did very, very well. Uh, give me some fishing yeah. info, maybe down by Hopedale and uh, what's going on there and maybe some other places. They've been actually catching some good redfish off that spoil canal uh, over there um, uh, and in ponds right there. It's fairly close to the marina right there where them ponds are. Uh, they've been doing really good, actually, uh, catching some redfish on a lot of weedless stuff, you know, the craws, the the, the worm, the, the uh, jerk baits. Uh, if you can, you know, keep a spoon on just to throw it in when, when they got a line of, line of grass that you can throw along it. But it's really weedy back there, so, you know, you're going to need something that, that's, that's – uh, that's that's weedless but uh they've been doing pretty good and like you know like i said man this time of year get out there early you know fish a couple hours pick up get out ain't no sense in the middle of the day sitting out there frying like an egg you know and uh because bad things can happen you know uh eric before you go somebody texted me and wanted to know where do you conduct your your guided trips with the kayaks uh, anywhere from Myrtle Grove to Venice on how, off of Highway 23, I kind of base out of Happy Jack. Um, but my main my main fishing, depending on the time of year, like right now I'm fishing down in uh, anywhere from Buras to, to Venice area. I've uh, been spending a little time in Venice right now because it seems that the, the fish have been a little bit better down that way. Gotcha. Give them that telephone number if they want to give you a yeah. call. Yeah. Yeah, um, Don, real quick, uh, I just wanted to say there was a rumor going around uh, with Rod the Bull. It is not canceled. I talked to Red, Red Thrasher the other day. So uh, it is not canceled. It's still going on. But uh, you yeah, can get in touch with me on Facebook. Go ahead. Go ahead. No, go with your Facebook page. Oh, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Yeah, a lot of people are looking forward to that. Um, the uh, Facebook page is The Louisiana Kayak Company, and uh, I'm also on Instagram, the, the Louisiana Kayak Company, or you can just call me, 504-313-8292, or you can find me on Don Dubuque, the Outdoors Guy. All right. Very good news on that Ride the Bull. That's coming up uh, in a couple weeks, 28th, I believe. Yeah. They're still taking registrations, correct? Yes, sir. They sure are. All right, get signed up. It's the world's largest kayak tournament. All right, thanks for the report, Eric. I uh, hope you enjoyed those right. crabs, man. That's some great summertime eating right there. Oh, yeah, man. Oh, yeah, that's good Good belly food. <laughs> Y'all be good. <laughs> Talk right? to you next time. Okay, buddy. Talk to you next time. All right, when we come back after this, um, yeah, we, we found our bad boy this week uh, internationally. Um, <laughs> interesting story. We call him... The king of the illegal glass eels, but he's no longer king. He's been dethroned. We're back with the bad boy of the outdoor story right after this.
All right, checking our uh, live text message board. It says, morning, Don. The backstrap stacker checking in from Clark County, Alabama. All this soft-shell crawfish talk is making me hungry up at the camp cutting grass today. Yeah, i got to get those camps ready. Hunting season's not that far away. We also have the Convent Hunting Club checking in. They ran the pack of dogs last weekend at 5 in the morning in a little honey hole not far from the pens. The dogs did great. Lots of jumps, some nice long runs, and, of course, the sweet sound of hounds. We try and pick them up before it gets hot, and since they run the dogs year-round, we have much better hunts at the beginning of hunting season than if we let them sit in the pen all summer. That's a good tip. Plus, the dogs know exactly what to do and how to react to our calls and commands. As always, the females are leading the pack. Hmm, that's not just in beagles either. But we do have a young male that's learning just how powerful his nose is. And (laughs) it's a comment. Uh, Eric cracks him up. He can never get your website right. (laughs) Uh, He does that for effect. Uh, It's intentional to make sure you listen intently. Yeah, right. All right, we'll be back with more of those. uh, But right now it's time for our bad boys of the outdoors. After we pause 10 seconds for our local stations to identify themselves on the Outdoors with Don Dubuque radio network. King Shung Chan, also known as Nelson, don't know why, but he is, he's a permanent resident of Hong Kong, and he waived his right to be indicted and pleaded guilty in Bridgeport, Connecticut, federal court to one count of attempted smuggling of glass eels from the United States. I'll give you a little background on glass eels. There's a strong foreign demand for the export of live juvenile American glass eels. They're commonly called elvers and they're sent to large eel farms in mainland china where the baby eels are raised to adult size for human consumption along our atlantic coast uh, commercially harvested glass eels is legal to sell only in two states south carolina and maine under a heavily regulated quota system over the last few years the legal price for glass eels has generally fluctuated now get this number between three and five thousand dollars per kilogram kilogram being 2.2 pounds so you're looking at about uh, around somewhere around twenty five hundred dollars a pound maximum that's pretty steep as a result the illegal harvest and sale of glass eels has damaged the populations to the point of being classified now as an endangered This past April, Mr. Chan paid undercover officers posing as fishermen $29,500 for $86,000 worth of illegally caught eels. He was apprehended at JFK Airport where he arranged shipment back to Hong Kong. In pleading guilty, Chan admitted that in 2017, he illegally smuggled 103 kilograms of glass eels valued at approximately 300 and $40,000 from the U.S. to Hong Kong. Those glass eels got to be some tasty, huh? Well, since then, he's been detained, and he was arrested and is scheduled to be sentenced by U.S. District Judge Michael Shea on September 30th, where he'll be facing a maximum term of imprisonment of 10 years and a fine of up to $250,000. His 30-year-old King Shung Chan, a.k.a. Nelson, of Hong Kong, of the People's Republic of China, our bad boy of the outdoors, and soon to be the dethroned king of glass eels. 
That might be our first international bad boy ever. All right, we come back after this. Ryan Lambert joins us, going to get some fishing info from Plaquemines Parish after this time out. And that guy we call the plastic man sitting there with a big smile on his face because that Mississippi River has dropped below four feet and maybe still going. Captain Ryan, you happy with the river situation right now? I'm very happy with the river situation, my friend. Falling, turning green, the fish are biting. Bull reds everywhere, speckled trout. It's good. <laughs> and the speckled trout is still full of eggs. That's weird, huh? Yeah, it is. That's kind of a, a, a late spawn, but, uh, you know, I guess it's, uh, it's it's just what it is what it is. Um, what side river y'all been working? Both sides. Both sides right now. When the river comes down, it's on. You know, it's, uh, you know they're out by the beach and they're all on the islands on the, on the east side. I mean, it's, it's been good. And a lot of, you know, this time of year is really famous for the bull reds. So a lot of people want to catch those bull reds. So we out doing that. But, you know, we like those nice trout. Yes, indeed. I remember that trip we had with Miss Louisiana on the bull reds, you know. And it just kind of reminds me, you know, people that are that are not accomplished or veteran fishermen, you know, and have never really done it before. I can see why their choice is going to be a bull redfish over speckled trout. Well, a lot of people from Florida come in, you know, they love those big reds, and their limit's one, you know, so they don't keep them anyhow, but they come and they want to fight those big reds, and, you know, everything's coming around. They got triple tails and cobias and mangrove snappers, the snappers on the weekend. I mean, everything is on now. It's 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 going to be a great fall. Teal season coming. They're showing up already. I'm down in Mexico right now getting my eye right. Oh, you're in Mexico right now? Oh, yeah. We we white-wing hunting. We're on the way to a hunt right now. It's been unbelievable. I sent you a little video earlier. I texted you one, so it's uh, – I've never seen so yeah, many. I've been hunting down sick. here a long time. Uh, yeah, I know. You send yeah, me those videos. Long, long just, <laughs> you you send me those videos that depress me. Yeah, I know. I know. Yeah, well, you know, t- tell people how that works down there with the White Wings. You know, I think it's a great relationship that, that Mexico and Louisiana sportsmen share. You know, they, they make sure that travel down there is safe and uh, that, you know, everything's, you know, appropriate for people to go down there. But at the same time, it's very beneficial to their country that you guys conduct business down there. Yeah, they really, there's no work opportunity here, to say the least. And, you know, the government wants the tourism, so they – you know, there's army bases all around where we're at, and you know, there's oil fields here, so it's a real important area in Tamaulipas. So we come here and we drive right in, and the White Wings, or there's probably 15 to 17 million of them right now. I mean, it's it's impressive. I mean, I I, I self-imposed limit at 100 birds, and um, when I quit, I just sit there in awe. I mean, they just keep coming and coming. It's just it's so pretty. And, yeah, by the time you get home, the teal don't have a chance. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you're very uh, you sharpen your eye and your your aim. Um, you know, as far as what happens to those birds, you might want to talk about that too. Oh, we we, we eat them, and uh, you know, as soon as you get to the gate, we have a rancher. We hunt their ranch. They sitting there waiting with a big old bags. They want some, and you know, nothing goes to waste, especially during duck season. When we come back, they got little kids with buckets and grandmas with wagons. They they want them all. You know, we can't bring them home still because of that avian flu nonsense, but uh, nothing goes to waste here. That's why I don't like hunting Argentina. They leave them in the field. 
Nothing stays in the field here because, you know, they don't have a lot of chance for, for protein here. So, you know, tortillas are not protein. So people people really enjoy getting the birds. And, and we eat a lot at the lodge, too. We had some dove poppers last night. We have fried dove and dove poppers again tonight. The food is awesome. You know, we're, we're having a great time. Uh, have y'all had any problem getting shells? I know you like to stock up and order them, and uh, boy, I tell you, it's been problematic finding shotgun shells this year. Well, not here. We are, we buy them by the container loads, so <laughs> we have a lot of shells to say the least. But we we have a, a giant room that's just solid cases of shells, so we have that. But at home, oh my gosh, you know, I bought cases for my customers. That shoot 12 gauge can make sure they have them, but 20 gauge is really difficult to find. You know, I could find some seven eighths ounce shot, but I like to shoot a one ounce. You know, I've got, I probably got 10 cases that ought to get me through, <laughs> and so so I'll be all right. But you know, just having enough for customers is gonna be difficult this year. But we'll be all right. All right, all sounds good. Well, if somebody wants to get information uh, on Nole Hase and also the Cajun Fishing Adventures, are they both listed on the Cajun Fishing's website or is there a separate website for Nole Hase? No, no, Nole Hase is so exclusive. You know, you have to come with me down here. You know, it's it's the owners. It's just exclusive. It's really hard to get in, but, you know, I take five groups a year down myself, so if you want to go, just contact me, you know, and, you know, you go to CajunFishingAdventures.com to check out, you know, the fishing and hunting in Louisiana. And, you know, if you want to call me, you know, my first cell phone is 504-559-5111. And I think I got a couple of trips left in February. I think I might have six spots. So this is full. At home is just about full. We so it's So it's going to be a great fall. It's going to be really good. That's very good. Glad to hear it. Uh, you know, they can call me and I'll give them the password. You know, that secret password you got to get through. I, I can I can. I can you got to come up. down here. With, with this, I have to find a way to get you down from Sunday to Wednesday. And that way you can come <laughs> yeah. down so you won't miss the show. Yeah, it's on my bucket list for sure. All right, Captain Ryan, enjoy it. Uh, y'all knock down some doves. Have a good time there. And we'll see you when you get home. Good, good, brother. We'll see you. All right, Captain Ryan Lambert of Cajun Fishing Adventures. Man for all seasons. He does it all. All right, we come back after this. I promise you I'll tell you about an uplifting story. And, boy, have I got one for you. It was a hunt of a lifetime trip, and we were filming it to document it for Bayou Wild Television. I'll tell you how that went when we come back right after this quick three-minute pause on the Outdoors with Don Dubuque Radio Network. All right, wrapping up our final text messages, Lafayette Yacker wants to know if I'm headed to ride the bull. He wants to know how many biscuits and boudin to bring. All I can tell you is a, is a definite maybe. <laughs> My plans are up in the air. But, hey, count me in. I'm sure it won't go to waste if you have a little extra. All right, here's somebody says uh, soft-shell crawfish. Always wanted them, never had them, know anywhere to get them. Uh, look up LTE. Uh, on Louisiana Direct Seafood, you can find them there. They'll ship them to you direct. And if you watch Bayou Wild TV episode, we've also got a mention of it there. Uh, question wants to know, when you reach 80, do you need a fishing license? Um, it depends on when you made 60. Uh, some people are grandfathered in for 50 bucks. Seniors can get an, uh, a lifetime license to last for the rest of their life. I think if you get it on by the year, it's like 5 bucks if you buy it each year for now and that subject to change all right uh we also have uh somebody that prefers soft shell shrimp which we haven't talked about 
I liked the soft-shell crawfish but didn't like the batter. Well, that's easy enough. Change batter. There's a lot of different kinds of batter. All right, I was telling you about uh, my fishing trip with uh, Tanner Kelm. Uh, Tanner is 20 years old. A couple years ago, he was diagnosed with a very rare bone cancer disease, which uh, is terminal. Uh, He's in remission right now. Things are going pretty good. We work with an organization called Hunt of a Lifetime. It's a nonprofit that grants hunts or fishing trips of a lifetime uh, to terminally ill young people. And his choice, he lives in Wisconsin, was to come down here to the Gulf Coast and catch a tarpon. Uh, And, you know, I've been working in this business for a long time, and I can't tell you how generous people are that are fishing guides and marina operators. And Jeremy McHugh with Stillwater Fishing Charters said, I'll put up the trip. Uh, Ronnie Daniels, a fisherman's guide service in Mississippi, put up the lodging, and we all met down there at the lodge on Monday evening. Went out Tuesday morning, and it was just one of those days. We hooked four tarpon, which I've never done in one day. Uh, Tanner reeled in three of the four. One got off. The biggest one we estimated to be at 180 pounds. In addition to that, Tanner got to experience the old Jack Cravel, a heck of a fight. But even beyond that, the sights we saw, we caught bull redfish in a feeding frenzy, and we caught dolphin, probably 50 or 60, in a breeding frenzy. We captured all of this on video, interviews with Jason, his dad, and Jeremy, and what a fantastic ending to to the day, and what a story and memory uh, Tanner Kelm will return to Wisconsin with. At least for that one day, fishing out in the Gulf with those people who uh, ever since will all be tied as friends, um, he didn't have to be worried or concerned about his health condition. That was the least of his worries, and it was made possible by this organization called Hunt of a Lifetime. Uh, we work with them on sponsorship, and I have had people who have contacted me, very generous people. If you have access to some hunting or fishing, maybe something that some child in this country who is terminally ill would like to do for their lifetime trip, contact me, and I'll put you in touch with them and match them up. I've already had some of you do it. Or if you know of a terminally ill child that wants to get that last lifetime trip of a hunt or a fishing trip that they've always dreamed of, let us know about it. I'm sure there's somebody we can get to accommodate it. It's a great story, great trip, and hopefully there'll be a lot more of them. All right, so that's going to wrap it up for today. Uh, What am I doing? Oh, i got a scouting trip to go on a little bit later on, so I'll see you all next week. You're all invited to come on back here. It's called The Outdoors with Don Dubuque Radio Network, 5 to 7 a.m. We are approaching our 33rd year. Whoever thought it would last, huh? Yeah, well, it goes on because... You have a strong passion for the outdoors, and you make this show go. And thank you for being there each and every Saturday morning. And hope to see you next week live from St. Hubert's Cathedral. It's the Outdoors with Don Dubuque, Radio Network. Why? Why? If you have T-Mobile 5G home internet, you might be hearing this a lot. Why? Every time your internet slows down during the busiest hours. Why? Why? Because your network gives priority to cell phone users. Why? Why? Good question. Why not switch to Cox Internet with two times faster download speeds than T-Mobile 5G home internet during peak hours? Okay. Stop the whys and visit cox.com slash 5G home for details. T-Mobile prioritizes certain T-Mobile phone users over home internet users during times of congestion. 
Celebrate and save at Ashley's anniversary sale. With Hot Buys, your choice of color starting at just $3.99. Ashley Sleep mattresses starting at $2.50. Plus, receive a free adjustable base with select mattress purchases. And shop top mattress brands like Stearns & Foster, Tempur-Pedic, Purple, and Beautyrest Black with 60-month special financing only at Ashley. Subject to credit approval. No minimum purchase required. Minimum monthly payment, down payment, tax, and delivery may be required. See store for details. Old Man Winter here. If I had it my way, it would stay winter all year long. Short days, wind chill, black ice and a good polar vortex. Oh, <laughs> heaven. Wait, is it getting warm in here? Your cold snap is over, Old Man Winter. Spring has arrived. Spring. Spring is here, which means it's the perfect time to get away in the Hyundai you've always wanted. Visit the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event, where you can get great deals on all of our award-winning Hyundai models, like the tech-filled Tucson and Kona, as well as the spacious Palisade. Enjoy wherever you go with the peace of mind that comes with America's best warranty and three years or 36,000 miles of complimentary maintenance. But hurry in. These deals won't last. Add more joy to your journey at the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Now get 0% APR or up to 1500 bonus cash on the Hyundai Tucson. Now, during the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Offers end soon. Call 562-314-4603 for details.